Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, presented by Living Stream Ministry. These life studies explore every book in the Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Holy Spirit. These messages unveil how the scriptures can be living and more than mere doctrine to man. Today, we bring you recorded excerpts of Witness Lee's original speaking, along with some of our own comments and thoughts. If you have questions, please send email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. God's Judgment Upon the Nations is the title of our Life Study Radio program today. And there are seven nations mentioned from Ezekiel chapter 25 through Ezekiel chapter 32. Even in the midst of God's judgment from Ezekiel in the Old Testament, on the nations, you will find in today's Life Study program that there is an application to us today in the church. This is Matt Miller with John Pester for an enlightening Life Study that we're really hopeful you'll stay with us for. John, welcome back to the studio. Matt, it's good to be back. John, these seven nations are divided into three groups. The first four are Ammon, Moab, Edom, and Philistia. These four are the first group, and that was the first vision that Ezekiel had. And the next vision was of Tyrus, Sidon, and that's the second group. And then finally was Egypt in a vision all by itself. Could you give our listeners a brief foretaste of what they're in for today, in today's Life Study program? Well, Matt, you know it's, it's very easy to skip over some of these sections in the Old Testament because it appears to relate only to ancient history. But I think it's very significant to realize that there were more than seven nations that were surrounding and harassing Israel. But the Lord, through Ezekiel, chose seven specific nations to prophesy God's judgment on, which indicates that God was selecting nations that were representative of groups and categories of people that were frustrating his move among his people. And God is still moving today. God still has a people today, which is the church. And there are things that frustrate and hinder God's move in the church. And so by looking at why specifically did God choose these seven nations to have Ezekiel prophesied judgment against, we can see a spiritual application to our situation today. Just as the Apostle John, when he received the revelation and he wrote to seven churches. There were more than seven churches in Asia at that time, but the Spirit directed John to specifically choose seven churches that would represent the entire range of church history. And that same principle can be applied to these seven nations. And so there's a definite spiritual application to the church today concerning God's judgment upon these seven nations and what they represent. It's a lot of uh, significance in the program today, and, and I pray that the, the Lord's light would come in and shine on every listener as they listen to this program and see how it applies in a practical way to our situation today. Let's talk about the first two nations, Ammon and Moab, in the first section with Witness Lee. And the verses I'd like to start out with are Ezekiel chapter 25, verses 2 and 3. Son of man, set your face against the children of Ammon and prophesy concerning them. 
And you shall say to the children of Ammon, Hear the word of the Lord Jehovah. Thus says the Lord Jehovah, Because you said, Aha! Against my sanctuary, when it was desecrated, and against the land of Israel, when it was desolated, and against the house of Judah, when it went off into exile. Therefore, I am about to deliver you up. And then Ezekiel 25.8 says, Thus says the Lord Jehovah, Because Moab has said, Look, the house of Judah is just like all the other nations, I will also deliver it. Let's go to Witness Lee for his speaking, which was originally in 1971. We come to God's judgment upon the nations. And this is covered in eight chapters, chapters 25 through 32. If you read these eight chapters carefully, you could say it is very meaningful. The record mentions only seven hidden nations. The Lord selected seven nations as representatives of all the nations. We know the Bible is not just a kind of a history. It is something that could be applied to our today's situation. Ezekiel is not just for the history. It must be applied to today's situation. So we have to find out the spiritual application of all these seven nations. We know Ammon and Moab, they were two brothers, born of Lot with his daughter. It was a kind of ugly thing. Not only evil, a kind of ugly thing. So, in this record of Ezekiel, it says they hate the sanctuary. They hate the Holy Land. They hate the house of Judah. Well, if we look into the whole situation of the Bible, we could get the application. On this earth, some people represented by Ammonites just hate these three things. Who are today's Ammonites? Those who hate Christ, who hate God's grace, who hate the church. Even today in your neighborhood, you still have these kind of people, Ammonites. Then, how about Moab? That Moabites said, ha ha! Jerusalem is the same as all the nations. The Moabites like to see that Jerusalem is no more separated from the nations. You know, today the situation is still the same. Some Ammonites hate the church, but some Moabites came into the church and made the church associated with the word and made the church the same as the word, not much different from the word. John, I think we better take a break right here and talk about this application of the Ammonites and the Moabites from Ezekiel chapter 25 
to today's situation. Today's Ammonites, they hate three things. They hate Christ. They hate the grace of Christ. They hate the church. But then you have the Moabites who make the church the same as the world. I'd like to ask you, John, to develop this connection between the Ammonites and the Moabites to the situation in the church today among God's people. Well, Matt, one of the reasons the Spirit inspired Ezekiel to choose the Ammonites and the Moabites is because the characteristics of the Ammonites and the Moabites were such that they called forth the judgment of God upon them because they were against the incarnated Christ, because they were against his sanctuary, because they were against his land, and because they were against his temple. And so these same characteristics which are deserving of judgment in God's eyes, are present today in the church. There are people that hate the incarnated Christ. In the world, there are people that hate the riches of Christ. There are people that hate the church. This is a reality. In some respects, the Ammonites reflect the persecutors that the Lord is speaking about when he addresses the church in Smyrna. There was a period and time in church history, and it continues into today, where there is persecution going on because people hate the church. People hate the incarnated Christ, and people hate the riches of our God. And there are also people that take pleasure in seeing the church being joined to the world. There are many people that enjoy seeing Christians fall. There are many people that enjoy seeing Christians stumble, and they call up the failures of the people, or they enjoy seeing the church acting just as if it's in the world. And uh, this particular characteristic reflects, in some respects, the church in Pergamos, which John refers to in Revelation, which joined itself to the world. And so the church really has these dual enemies that are working to try to undermine the testimony of God and his people, those that hate them to the uttermost from the outside and those that from within are working to join the church to the world and make it just like the world, make the testimony of Jesus palatable to everybody by accepting everything of the world and bringing everything of the world into the church. This is terrible. This is a characteristic that calls forth God's judgment on those particular people displaying those characteristics. Well, John, if we're going to make it through all these nations, which I don't know if we can, we better go on to the uh, the third one, which is Edom. Okay, Ezekiel 25, 12 through 13 says, Thus says the Lord Jehovah, because Edom has acted full of vengeance against the house of Judah and has incurred serious guilt by taking vengeance on them, Therefore, thus says the Lord Jehovah, I will also stretch out my hand against Edom and cut off from them man and beast and make it a desolation. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Eden was the son of Esau. And Esau was a typical brother to Jacob. Who are these? This is you. The old man. Your old man is Edom. And your new man is Israel. The old man and the new man, they are cousins. Very close one to another. You read the record of Ezekiel. You can realize what Edom did to Israel was just a hatred. 
revenge. You know, our old men hate the church. We are just like this. We do have <laughs> the nature of Eden within us. Then we go on to the last one. Egypt. It is so clear. This is easy to apply. Egypt represent a kind of person who are using, exercising their natural wisdom to develop the natural resources to be rich, to get the supply. By the time of Ezekiel, Israel turned to Egypt and leaned upon Egypt and trusted in Egypt. Now, I do believe today you just can see the different kind of persons, the different kind of peoples that would damage the church life are just these seven kinds of persons. Some are against the church, hating Christ, hating God's salvation, hating God's grace, hating the church. These are the eminents. And some just crept into the church and brought the church into the association with the world and made the church the same as the world. And these are the Moabites. Then the old men, the Edomites. And then you have the Egyptians seeking uh, the world riches by developing the natural resources to be so rich in supply and to become a kind of a trust even for others. And these are the different persons that all the time do some damage to the church life. Now, we all have to be on the alert that none of us should be any kind of these categories of people. John, because of time, we're only covering four of the seven nations today. But we surely encourage our listeners to get the life study, to get into this more, because there is more. In addition to Edom, there's Philistia. There's more to be seen there. And also there's Tyrus and Sidon, which has more there. But we've skipped to uh, Egypt, okay? And anyway, we, we need to be alert that we would not be like any of these people that would damage the church. And these last two, Edom and Egypt, I'd just like to ask you, John, can you talk more about this before we go to a conclusion with Witness Lee? Well, Edom was, as Brother Lee pointed out, the son of Esau, which made the descendants of Edom and the descendants of Jacob kind of like close cousins. And so even though there was a kind of an association with Israel, there was a real hatred within Edom toward Israel because they had been cut out from the blessing. And oftentimes in our experience in the church life, even though we're closely related to the saints, we exhibit the characteristics of Edom. We hate our brother. We despise our brother. Even Paul exhorts the believers in Romans not to despise their brothers. And that's because that kind of despising and hatred within a believer toward another believer in the body of Christ occurs when we live in our natural man, in our old man, and in our flesh. And Edom represents a believer living in his old man, not cherishing and valuing what he has been granted in the blessings and the promises 
given to Abraham, but instead living in his old creation, living according to his flesh, and judging his brothers and sisters according to that old nature. And this is a real damage to the church. The Lord has to deliver us from this kind of characteristic. We need to be people that put off the old man and put on the new man so that we can display and testify to the world the riches of Christ that are available for everyone to see and receive. I liked how Witness Lee said it, John. He said, uh, who is Edom? It's us. Right. We are Edom because we have an old man. And inside every believer, this old man hates the church. There's something in us that hates the church. We don't like to say it, but that's really true. The new man loves the church, but part of us also doesn't. When we touch our spirit and we see the brothers, we just love them. But when we are not exercising our spirit and enjoying the Lord and enjoying the riches of the grace, sometimes when we see the brothers, we just want to turn aside. We all, as Christians, need to recognize that this is a real reality, and that damages the building up of the body of Christ. We need to be people that put off the old man by exercising our spirit. Well, I think we better go on for our conclusion here, John. Let me read Ezekiel thirty-one fourteen. The second half of the verse, for all of them have been delivered to death, to the lowest parts of the earth among the children of men who descend into the pit. And then Ezekiel thirty-two fifteen says, when I make the land of Egypt desolate, a land desolate of what filled it, when I strike all its inhabitants, they will know that I am Jehovah. Let's go to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study. God exercised his judgment over all these kind of persons. By what way? By the way, number one, God destroyed them. Number two, God made them desolate. Number three, God made them so low. If we don't deal with our old man, God will exercise his judgment upon us. To make us low, we will be so low. So down, use today's term, down. Your spirit will be so down. To be down means a kind of judgment. If you are so down, so low in your spirit, and this means you are under God's judgment. And sometimes God does destroy, does make some desolate. Due to what? Due to your going along with the natural man. The more you exercise your natural wisdom, the more you will be desolate. But if you would judge your natural man, my, you will see in your spirit, you will be so fresh, so living, so green, so evergreen, so flourishing, and so much growing up. Now, what is the result of such a kind of judgment exercise over the nations? The result was that all the nations may know that the Lord is the Lord. More than 60 times in the book of Ezekiel, this sentence has been repeated. I will destroy them that they may know I am the Lord. I will make them desolate that they may know I am the Lord. 
I have to make them low down that they may know I am the Lord. They never do. <laughs> the issue of this judgment is just to carry out and fulfill God's purpose. Praise the Lord. John, the way that God judges the nations is to devastate them, to bring them down low that eventually they would know that the Lord is the Lord. You know, eventually Hitler, where is he? He's in the lower places. All the ones that exalted themselves against the Lord have been brought down low. But I'd like to ask you about this one phrase, John, that Witness Lee brought up about when we are down in our Christian life, he said it's it's because that we've gone along with our natural man, which is typified by Edom. So there's a judgment. But when we're rejecting our natural man, we're high, we're up, we're buoyant. This is probably a foreign language to many of our listeners. And I, I wonder if we could help them understand this. Paul speaks of righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. He doesn't speak of being down. And so the normal situation of a Christian should be one of righteousness, joy, and peace. If in our spirit we feel that we are down, we need to seriously consider before the Lord, are we living according to the characteristics of these seven nations? And it is entirely possible for us to be living in that kind of condition. And so to be down, to be deflated in your spirit to the point where you don't want to speak of the Lord, you don't want to see the saints, you don't want to be in the meetings. This is an indication that there is a certain amount of judgment that is being experienced in our Christian life, and we need to take heed to that. It is significant that the reason the judgment comes is because we need to know that the Lord is the Lord. The Lord is the Lord. That's that's unchangeable. But the reality is is sometimes we don't acknowledge him as the Lord and we don't know him as the Lord because we're living according to these characteristics of these seven nations. And if we don't judge, we can expect devastation and desolation. 1 Corinthians 3.17 says, If anyone destroys the temple of God, God will destroy him. This is a sober word. This is a word to New Testament Christians. This is not a word to listeners of Ezekiel in the Old Testament. This is a word to New Testament believers. You can destroy the temple of God, and if that is your characteristic and your demeanor and your attitude, living according to the old man, living according to the flesh, relying upon your own resources rather than trusting in the Lord, you can expect destruction and devastation and to be brought low. God is not mocked. John, this is a sober word, and I really hope our listeners could take this word to the Lord. Uh, We need to hear this word for ourselves and not for others. We shouldn't go to someone who's down and say, you're down because God's judging you. We should ask ourselves, are we down because we're standing with our natural man? We're loving the earthly things too much. We're so much for making money. A lot of the characteristics of these seven nations that we couldn't get into them all today, but we strongly encourage you to get the life studies in delve further into these matters. John, we've run out of time. Thanks for coming in and doing this program with me. You're welcome. And thank you also. We encourage you to call us at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. I'd like to tell you uh, more how you can learn about these things and, and the materials that we have available. 
encourage you to tune in for our next program. The next Life Study of Ezekiel program will be on God's recovery by life. So we've gone to the third section of the book of Ezekiel on God's recovery by life, and it will be a very encouraging portion, so I encourage you to join us for that. Uh, You can also send us email to radio at lsm.org. On behalf of John Pester, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America, and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.